Hello, welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, Nolte Manning II here hanging out with uh, Sir Thomas Manning. Uh, not to be confused with Sir Thomas. Uh, no, I'm Sir Thomas of Aquilius or... Yeah, I know. I know I said it wrong, but I did it on purpose. Or, uh, or Sir Paul McCartney. Uh, or, or Sir Anthony Hopkins. All of those have sirs in front of them as well. Uh, and, and Thomas, you have been knighted, uh, especially after we got a chance to, uh, to check out a, a little movie uh, called Dungeons and Dragons. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on uh, on the show. We're also going to talk about uh, these really cool shoes, uh, and we're going to talk about technology and, and sometimes how big business can impact technology. Hopefully, we'll get to all that, uh, and if we don't, then who cares? Uh, but but <laughs> stick around anyway. <laughs> I hope you will find something uh, enjoyable uh, as you join us. Thomas, good to see you, man. Thanks for thanks for being here. Uh, uh, and, and Mr. Tillman, I, I think he's on medical leave, uh, and, and so uh, we, we wish him the best, and we wish him a speedy recovery. From what we understand, he will become be coming back at some point and be the bionic man, the $6 million man. So uh, we're hoping that'll happen. Well, Thomas, uh, let's talk about this um, this film that uh, has been getting uh, a lot of a lot of good buzz of Ben Affleck, Matt Damon back together again, Viola Davis, uh, Chris Tucker uh, back on screen, uh, and, and Jason Bateman, an incredible cast uh, in this film called Air, uh, directed by Ben Affleck uh, as well. Uh, and it and it shows this, this story that has these uh, North Carolina connections, including uh, a connection to Boiling Springs, North Carolina. So uh, let's hear your thoughts on air. Yeah, well, I'll say this movie's a great reminder of just the sheer amount of basketball talent that comes from the state of North Carolina. Uh, whether it's Michael Jordan, who is basically the subject of the film itself. Uh, he's from Wilmington, North Carolina, born and raised. Uh, then also we get... Uh, a few name drops that local listeners and local watchers uh, especially will recognize. Uh, the Charlotte Observer is mentioned. Uh, James Worthy from Gastonia, North Carolina is referenced. As well as Artis Gilmore from Gardner Webb Gardner Web University alum. Artis Gilmore is name dropped. So, uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, lot of local connections. Um, you know, but... Looking to the film itself, as you mentioned, this is directed by Ben Affleck, and uh, he stars as well as Phil Knight, the CEO of Nike. And uh, this is Affleck's first film he's directed since 2016 when he did Live by Night. And uh, prior to that, he directed Argo, the Best Picture winner in 2012. And and uh, it takes a very special skill set to tell a story that's adjacent to sports, but not directly about sports. Uh, but still find a way to inject all of that excitement and entertainment and suspense and catharsis, you know, that athletic competition brings. But, you know, take all of that and transport it into the stories surrounding the sports. Uh, but I think Affleck is the perfect filmmaker for a narrative like that. And uh, he nails it with air. Yeah, I, it's a it's a film that uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to see. And I'm, I'm glad that you got a chance to check it out. Uh, because I think when you put uh, Affleck and you put uh, you put Damon together, there is a certain magic there. They've known each other for so long. They've worked together for so long behind the camera uh, and have collaborated uh, in front of the camera as well. And and there's something uh, there is really something that's that's this magical. I think that happens sometimes when they're together. Do, do you feel the magic came through with this? 
Most definitely, and uh, watching this with a responsive crowd was a really great experience. I uh, watched it, uh, you know, and, uh, it was a press screening, but they also had some uh, local audience members who had won radio contests, that kind of thing. So, uh, and they were very, um, you know, very reactive to um, the the humor and the comedic timing in the film. And uh, just the comedic timing is very tight, and I think that's because the core cast is such great chemistry. Uh, there, you have Damon Affleck, Bateman, and Chris Tucker. The best way I can describe it is almost comedic racquetball. Uh, <laughs> they're 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 playing off each other, just you know, the snap of a finger. And yeah. uh, there there are even a few lines where you know a quip is fired off so rapidly that it doesn't even hit you until a few seconds later. Just how funny it was. Wow. And so so just that's another thing. How watching it with a crowd, seeing it's there's almost like a ripple effect where someone over here will start laughing, and then you'll you'll it'll like click in your brain just a few seconds later and then you'll really start getting into the humor of it so uh yeah this was uh probably one of the best um you know i i'm someone who in recent years has definitely had my gripes with modern audience members um and the way people react to movies and theaters but for this one this was probably one of the better ones i've had in uh, quite some time but you mentioned the that witty banter that that dialogue back and forth uh, and anytime I hear it described the way that you described it, I think about the master of that, Aaron Sorkin. And do you feel it has that Sorkin-esque feel to it? Most definitely. Uh, a movie that came to mind when I was watching this was a film that Sorkin wrote, uh, I guess, almost a decade ago, uh, Moneyball, starring Brad Pitt, uh, directed by Bennett Miller. And that was another movie that was... Uh, connected to the sports world, but most of it wasn't actually about the, the baseball games themselves. Uh, it was about all of the behind-the-scenes maneuverings, all of the behind-the-scenes politics, um, and this uh, you know follows in line with that. And um, in order to tell that story, there is it is going to be very talky, um, and there is. There's a ton of dialogue in the script, uh, a lot more dialogue in this compared to something that we saw recently like Dungeons and Dragons, right, which right. <laughs> a ton of action, ton of spectacle. This is mostly just people talking, but it does take um, it does take a specific kind of storyteller to do that. And um, I think Affleck did you know great work with it. He's yeah. very good at he's very good at capturing a specific moment in time that was historically yeah. significant and uh, examining it in a very hyper-focused manner and clearly communicating how the dominoes set up during that brief time period were culturally influential for years to come. And that's what the inception of the Jordan brand was. And um, yep. even almost 40 years later, yep. we're still seeing just how relevant the Jordan brand continues to be. Yeah, and, and not only the Jordan brand itself, but the impact of what one person, one player uh, on the court or on the field, it doesn't matter, can do to impact uh, and influence uh, merchandise. And, and now you have people who are called influencers. And I don't know that that would have happened had uh, Jordan's brand uh, not taken off and had you not had people behind him who believed in the product and believed in the person. And um, the, the movie uh, is called Air. And you, one more question I want to make sure I throw out before we 
give your final comments. Uh, Chris Tucker, we don't see him a lot, but when you and I talked before we went on the air, you were talking about Tucker, how he just shines, continues to shine in, in things like this. Yeah, so Rush Hour 3 he did in 2007, but since then he's only had maybe three film credits. And uh, But seeing him in this... I wish he was in more because he never fails. Uh, I mean, I completely understand that uh, he he pretty much did everything he wanted to do, and now he only does projects that are, he's attracted to, and I respect that and appreciate that. But he never um, he never puts in bad work. He's always you know pulling from something in himself, and uh, just I think he was. He was the comedic backbone of the film, and I think if you didn't have him playing that role the way he did, then it wouldn't have been quite as tight as it was all the way around him. Uh, so yeah, Chris Tucker definitely a standout, and of course, also want to mention Viola Davis as the emotional um, emotional support behind the whole film, playing the mother of Michael Jordan, and. Really, Michael Jordan, we actually don't see his face in this film. Uh, we kind of see a stand-in for him that's shot from behind or shot from the side. But uh, the real uh, the real story in the Jordan family uh, in this particular film are Michael Jordan's parents. And uh, Viola Davis, as his mother, is just phenomenal. Um, I can't say enough about what she's able to communicate just with her eyes and just with very simple expressions that... Just the way she can like control her facial muscles is incredible, yeah. and there's just just one simple thing that she can do, maybe with like the curve of her lip or something, the curve of her mouth, and yeah. you can just feel the entire range of emotions that she's uh, she's going through. She, she is amazing talent, and, and always always has been ever since I've known her, and uh, it's great to see her continue. Uh, to shine even in the supporting roles uh, she is is quite amazing so uh, what is your rating for uh, air uh, which uh, is uh, when does this uh, when does this hit theaters is it already in theaters uh, April 5th uh, so yes yeah, already in theaters and uh, yeah audiences can check it out have a great time it is a I'll give it a solid B plus for the Netflix air Solid B plus for air. Uh, you can find that in theaters now. There, there's a, a theme, Thomas, for our show, and it relates to business people behind the businesses that that have success. Uh, there is a fictional uh, account of this gaming software company where this young guy, uh, barely 20 years old, who uh, has developed uh, these app games that uh, have really taken the world by storm. And you're looking at his company, and you're seeing the success of what's happening. And it, it's got this very Google-esque, Apple kind of feel to it. But there's a tragic accident that leaves the owner dead. And then a consultant comes along to take over. The series I'm talking about is called The Consultant. It stars Christoph Waltz, uh, also Brittany O'Grady, uh, and Nat Wolf. Uh, you're, you may be familiar with Nat Wolf's uh, brother, right, Thomas? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Nat Wolf is the brother of Alex Wolf, who is a friend of the show. I think we can give him that title. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. the, the, the series is called The Consultant. You can, is a, you can find it on Amazon Prime. It is an Amazon Prime original. Uh, it was dropped uh, actually in February, and they dropped all the episodes uh, at once, uh, eight episodes for the first season. Uh, it, has, it has a very Twilight Zone-esque feel because 
no one understands who this consultant is. No one is able to find any background on, on the consultant played by Christoph Waltz. Uh, but there's something just unique and different and creepy uh, about him. Uh, Christoph Waltz, I think, we talk about Viola Davis shining. Christoph Waltz can shine in anything. And to me, what's interesting, Thomas, is he can play the same character or the same type of character, not the same character, but the same type of character in everything he does. But somehow you're just drawn to him. And uh, in this particular series, there's nothing truly new about his acting. I mean, it's uh, what we, we saw, if you remember the QB series, uh, The Most Dangerous Game. And also, Thomas, you were mentioning a, a, another uh, film he did. with uh, He was a Bond villain. He's very similar in, in all of these, but yet there's just something that is, um, there's this magnetism about him uh, that I'm drawn to, and I have been for quite a while, and uh, that is definitely the case in this. Um, he is the anchor uh, in this series, and he holds you to it, and you may not know exactly what's going on. There's these twists, these turns. Uh, you've got uh, one uh, game coder who was trying to investigate the past of this character um, uh, known as the consultant who has a name, um, Regis Patoff uh, is, uh, is the name he's given, but there's no backstory unless you dig deep. And Craig, played by Nat Wolf, is that coder uh, who tries to investigate along with Brittany O'Grady. And Brittany O'Grady stars as Elaine, who was um, an administrative assistant, but she gave her name Creative Liaison, which I like that name. Um, and um, it, ultimately, this is a, a story about, about ethics. It's about big business. It's about uh, what would you do to uh, climb up that ladder of success? And would you be willing to throw your ethics aside uh, if you thought it gave you a chance at prosperity? That's ultimately what this is, is an ethics tale. Uh, and I'm, I'm really, um, you know, hoping we're going to see more of this of this series, it's well worth watching. Uh, if you're drawn to a Twilight Zone-esque uh, uh, elements of films or TV, you will find this uh, worth the watch. Uh, also, if you're uh, looking at something that's a little different, a little unique, there's that. And also, if you like Christoph Waltz, uh, those are three reasons worth watching or worth uh, taking in uh, the consultant. Uh, I'm giving this a solid B rating. Uh, and, and hoping we get a chance to see more. Questions, thoughts, comments? Uh, so it's streaming on Amazon Prime, and there's eight episodes for the first season. Is that correct? You are correct, sir. Yes! That is correct. Uh, and uh, I haven't, uh, haven't done my research here, Thomas, so I don't know if it's been picked up for uh, a second season yet. But uh, even so, even if not, the first season's worth watching just for that story and just those kind of creepy twists and turns that you you think you might have answers and then the, the next thing you know they'll throw this curve and you're like wow okay i didn't did not quite see that coming that way but, uh, kind of like this show kind of like this show yeah exactly exactly uh but the consultant uh it is an amazon uh, prime original and uh, i recommend you checking that out well thomas we're going to take a, a quick intermission we're going to come back uh, when we do, we're going to talk about uh, Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, I'd love to talk about uh, Blackberry if we get a chance. Uh, and we'll also do a mention of something new relating to Avatar 
a home release right after this quick intermission. Won't you come and meet me at the movies? Won't you come and watch a... Hi, I'm Tim Foster from C19 TV Sports. Join us each month for Yeti Tracks right here on C19 TV. Each month we talk to the players and the coaches of Yeti Athletics, including cross country, Yeti's boys baseball, and Yeti's girls softball. We break down the matchups, the conferences, the games, and the events that make Yeti sports so special. Stay informed with Yeti Athletics right here on Yeti Tracks each month. Join us right here on C19 TV and online at C19.TV. Hi, I'm Nikki Bliss Carroll, your host for Cleveland Connections, the show that explores what's happening at Cleveland Community College. Join us as we sit down with members of faculty and staff to discuss programs of study, upcoming events, and other exciting campus news. We'll have a new show for you each month on C19 TV, or you can stream us online at C19.TV. Tune in and connect with Cleveland Community College on Cleveland Connections. There are so many positive things that are happening in Cleveland County. It's too hard to keep up with, and that's what Community Spotlight is all about. Hi, I'm Tyra Silvers, and I'd love for you to join me every other week right here on C19 TV, where we learn about the good folks and organizations that make our county such a special place. So drop in on us at Community Spotlight, only on C19 TV and online at C19.TV. Won't you come and meet me at the movies? Won't you come and watch us? Hello, welcome back to Meet Me at the Movie. Snow T. Manning the second here hanging out with um, Sir Thomas Manning. Uh, and, and the reason I'm saying Sir Thomas Manning is because we're diving into the age of knights uh, and dragons and minstrels uh, and uh, people playing crazy instruments and just breaking out in song. And uh, sometimes, talk- sometimes breaking out in the song so much that it distorts their entire reality. So <laughs> that's right. And, and the movie we're going to talk about really isn't a musical uh, in the sense of, 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 of true musicals, uh, true form musicals, uh, but it is a film that I think surprised a lot of people. Dungeons and Dragons is what we're talking about. Uh, and uh, Chris Pine, I, I've, I've been a huge fan of Chris Pine for years, and and I, I think really anything he does. He can do well, but as we talked about Christoph Waltz before the sh- before the break, how Christoph Waltz a lot of times plays the same character. Uh, Pine is very versatile in in who he can play, uh, but when he gets a chance when he gets a chance to have fun uh, and throw his um, his his comic timing out there, it works and it works really well. So let's get your thoughts on this movie that honestly you and I really didn't care one way or the other about seeing, but it was Pine that drew us to it. Yeah, I kept hearing so many great things about it. Uh, one of my favorite movie critics, David Sims for The Atlantic, he, he actually had it at his number one spot of 2023 so far. So when I heard that, I was like, okay, I got to give Dungeons & Dragons a look. And uh, we saw $5 a Monday night matinee. And so like, it can't it can't hurt. You know, worse, if worse thing happens, we just see a forgettable movie. But I will say... You know, I will say I'll probably see better movies this month alone, but it's still such a, it's just a rip-roaring good time, you know. I honestly can't imagine anybody walking away from this and hating it. Um, And ultimately, that's all this movie needed to accomplish. Um, And this also reminded me that I really want a Game Night sequel, uh, the 
John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein co-directed this film, and they also co-directed Game Night a few years ago with uh, with Jason Bateman. And I think they've really found a great rhythm here. Uh, this is a pure action comedy, and I think that's the sweet spot for their filmmaking style. Um, so if you look back to Game Night, there's a scene in that film that's an extended one take, and they're playing keep away with this priceless Fabergé egg. Uh, and that takes us through multiple levels of this large house, and it's upstairs and downstairs, over balconies, and through different rooms. Uh, so that's an extremely well-directed sequence, and you don't usually see action this carefully constructed in comedies. Um, but watching Dungeons & Dragons, I can definitely tell it's the, it's the same creative team behind it, just in the way that uh, the action is thoughtfully choreographed and uh there's there's actual actual people uh, technically who understand what they're doing which uh in a lot of comedies you you can they usually stumble they uh the action is sacrificed in in lieu of the comedy or vice versa but here um it's just that perfect balance absolutely and and you got a chance to interview bill skarsgård we had him uh, on the show and you got a chance to ask him a question that he had never really thought about before he was talking about that rhythm that you have within dialogue and also how you have to have a certain rhythm with choreographed fight scenes and action sequences. And I I think that speaks here to this film because there's a lot of action sequences, a lot of stunts, but there's a lot of that comic timing and and interaction between the characters. And it really is, uh, this is a team a teen action fantasy comedy because they're all uh, after kind of a goal. Um, and uh, while there's, you know, one character, of course, that has more to gain than the others, uh, they all uh, have ultimately something to, to get out of that that treasure that they're seeking. And the, the treasure, uh, while it may be physical, there's also a, a treasure that's very personal and a heartfelt treasure, too. And I'm, I'm not going to give away a whole lot because I want people to, to check out the movie. But I think that rhythm show strongly with what uh, what Daly has been able to to pull together here and if you saw game night and watch this you say yep I see exactly what you're talking about and it really does work I, I found myself just sitting and smiling most of the way through this film uh, it, it, it it wasn't a you know, it's not going to be one of those films that's going to uh, I'm going to be thinking about during award season. Uh, it's probably not going to be one of those films that I'm going to think about when people ask me for my favorite action fantasies of all times. But that said, it was still just a, a joy and just an escape and just a wonderful time to engage in, in cinema. Yeah, and you mentioned the kind of internal treasure that's the thematic through line of the movie. And Ultimately, it's a movie about family, and we keep seeing that being a common thread in more and more blockbusters, whether, of course, talking about the Fast and Furious franchise or Avatar The Way of Water, which uh, this family is our fortress, as Jake Sully said in that film, or even in a movie we talked about a few weeks ago that you weren't a huge fan of, but you still appreciated some of the emotion behind it, uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Uh, We know how much... uh, Family was important in that, right. and this this once again, um, it's the the ragtag nature of this team reminded me a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and it's just everybody brings a certain skill set, but they're all uh, haven't reached their full potential yet, and it's about them coming together and figuring out a way to 
individually combine their strengths and uh, you know put that to um, put that to the greatest strength. Yeah, and I love how it speaks to the family you are born with, but also the family that you create along your journey of life, and that's a beautiful sentiment that we've also seen um, happen time and time and time again. But when it works, it works, and, and I think ultimately. Whether you love a movie or not, if you can look thematically about what it says, what's the message, and what it's trying to speak to, if it makes you appreciate that, if nothing else, it's worth it. And uh, and for me, uh, while I appreciated what uh, Shazam! Fury of the Gods was trying to do with that, that, that theme and that idea, it didn't execute it fully. I did appreciate the theme of the idea. For this movie, I not only appreciated the theme of the idea, I appreciated how it was packaged. And and that package was just something that, you know, you and I walked away going, this was fun. This was just a, a truly enjoyable time. It was a popcorn flick. And sometimes, from a, from a critical standpoint, that's all you need. And what's the director's intent? The director's intent's not to have this shine during awards season, maybe some special effects awards, maybe some stunt awards, but that's not the director's intent. The director's intent was to allow you to have a good time and to do it inside of the theater. Most definitely. And uh, going back to the cast, I want to mention a few more. Uh, Justice Smith was in this, who we recognize from Detective Pikachu a few years ago. Also, Sophia Lillis from the It films. Uh, Hugh Grant is basically playing the same energy that he had in Paddington 2. Uh, this kind of exaggerated, just villain role where he's having such a great time. And uh, Michelle Rodriguez, she she is absolutely jacked in this movie. It's uh, her workout routine. I don't know what she did, but her arms are massive. And uh, you know, one of the early action scenes in this movie, uh, it has her beating up like a half dozen bad guys in full suits of armor and she just has a single brick and holding her own uh, against all of them um, so shout out Michelle Rodriguez uh, she's turning in uh, more and more into an action star I mean she's always been around action films but I think this was one one time where we really got to see her shine like uh, she, as far as the action is concerned she was probably the character that I took away the most from in this film absolutely well well Thomas um, we we uh covered a lot in this show well we covered three films in this show uh this week and there's some other things we wanted to talk about but we're going to come back and talk about those later uh including i'm giving you a, a sneak peek uh, at the future uh there's a, a a film called blackberry that uh got its uh, had a north american premiere at south by southwest uh it'll be released uh in limited theaters in may 12th so we're going to talk about that in the future stars uh, jay baruchel um, also, we're going to be talking uh, a little bit about uh, Avatar. Um, hopefully, the next time we get together, we'll be able to talk about that and uh, the home release version. Um, you, you've got like 10 seconds. Anything you want to say about about it uh, as far as a release date? You want to share the release date for the uh, the digital and for the Blu-ray, and then we'll come back and talk more about it uh, next time we get together. Uh, you can uh, purchase Avatar The Way of Water on digital now. Uh, there's actually not a Blu-ray physical release date as of yet. But uh, when it does hit, I'm definitely going to make that purchase. So Awesome. Well, uh, movie quote of the week. Uh, this movie quote of the week comes from the occult movie book. Uh, this was given to me as a birthday gift uh, by my uh, favorite daughter, 
Catherine Manning. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, this comes from Mad Max. We talked about Mad Max Fury Road briefly <laughs> recently because I like that a whole lot better than uh, Fury of the Gods. So the movie quote, I'm a rocker, I'm a roller, I'm an out-of-controller. Uh, so there's your movie quote of the week. Uh, I'm Noel T. Manning the second for uh, Thomas Manning, Sir Thomas Manning, right here on Meet Me at the Movies. And did, did, we, did, we didn't give a rating, did we, for Dungeons & Dragons? Uh, I don't think we did, but it's it's the ultimate B movie. He's a, okay. it's a B. I'm right there with you. A solid B for Dungeons and Dragons. I, I know we would be hearing from uh, Greg Tillman uh, in his sick bed going, "You didn't give it a rating, man. You didn't rate it. What the heck is wrong with you?" So a B rating for Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, we do appreciate you spending time with us right here on Meet Me at the Movies. However you choose to do it, and until next time, that is a wrap. Gladly fill you in We'll tell about the happy and the sad ones We'll talk about the good ones and the bad ones Many films to view Till we meet again